Siegel Clint Eastwood had worked in many movies, and Don Siegel taught Clint Eastwood how to make movies. And during and when they made movies, they would they would be giving well Don would be giving Clint lessons. I mean, literally lessons, like a teacher. And on uh, Alcatraz, the same thing. During,、uh, as a matter of fact, in the doctor scene on uh, Clint, uh, on uh, Escape from Alcatraz, this is one scene where they're in a doctor's office. It's a very short scene. The doctor in that scene, that's Don Siegel. He,、uh, Clint Eastwood, wanted to direct the scene. He said, "You know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Let me direct something that I'm not in." So Don Siegel said, "Okay, you know, there's a small little scene. You can direct that, but I have to be there. I, I've got to be in in it. I, I'm not going to just not go into work that day." Probably should have pulled us up on the cameras while the intro was going. <laughs> but anyway, everybody, welcome to the Three Geeks Podcast. Can I just、We、say? Quite、that was some very、good. dramatic music for Larry. I know. I thought you like it. Very epic. <laughs> good job, Justin. Justin is always killing it with the shorts. And I just, I want to say we got a fascinating show. John and I were doing Matt talk earlier, and we always shoot the shit before the show starts. And you know, John was reading these news headlines, and I'm like, dude, we haven't had a John brings weird news to Three Geeks podcast show in a while. So I'm like,、sure. let's add to an already going to be full show today because we have Joshua Schubert. Joining us later to talk about the、uh, transformation of Ben Grimm, we've got Spider Verse spoiler alert, best movie of the year easily to talk about, and so much more.、Um, how's everybody doing? What's everybody been watching, reading?、Uh, Better Call Saul.、Yeah. I, I saw Spider Verse, and I saw that Burt Kreischer comedy movie, which was okay. How was it? Did it make you laugh? Because I've been debating. It did. It. it did. Yeah. That's all I care、That's、about. It's making、yeah. me laugh. I also watched Spider Verse early this morning, and I also have been reading a phenomenal graphic novel called Wind, which you should pick up, especially now because it's Pride Month, where a majority of the cast is LGBTQ, and it's really well done fantasy. It reminds me a lot of Jeff Smith's Bone. If anyone read Bone back in the '90s, a lot of that kind of parallel. So yeah, Wind. Uh, I've been watching Better Call Saul. I have not seen、uh, Spider Verse yet.、Um, I heard that sigh. I heard that sigh. Jeez, <laughs> come on, cut me, cut me some slack, you know? No, I don't want to.、Um, I've been busy. <laughs> I was too busy digging up weird news. Which we dig it up? You already had it pulled up. I, I was gonna say it actually came to me. It wasn't the other way around. So, oh, should we, John, should we I, kick、um... off with the news story? Oh, sorry, Jason. Go ahead. Hold on. I I I didn't get to talk about this as much as I should have. Like the marvelous Mrs. Maisel guys out there, if you guys are sleeping on this show, check it out. Watch it. Like it is so good, and the 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 stand up story that they tell is very very good. Sure, there might be some inconsistencies with history, but I just I really like how it's handled. Like she's loosely based on Joan Rivers, and.、Um, Her manager—I can't remember who the manager is based off of loosely, but she's also based on somebody in real life loosely. They have、um, blinking on his name, the guy who influenced Carlin,、um, Lenny Bruce. Lenny Bruce is a character on the show, and、um, apparently he was also like huge in Joan Rivers' life too at a time. So、um, I, I can't express it enough. It's kind of a, a low-key 
popular show. Like it won awards, but you never hear anybody talking about it. But I'm, I really think people should watch the show. I know I'm the guy who likes everything, but I'm telling you, this is a great show. Is that uh, that's Amazon, right? Yeah. Okay. Very good show. Even Max likes it. So that's some kind of an endorsement, I think. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm watching that. I just started watching Succession. Uh, what a messed up family. It's kind of like a more serious version of Arrested Development. That's what it reminds me of. That I would say that's the understatement of the century when regards to that show. What a messed up family. Kieran <laughs> Culkin can act. Like, yeah. I didn't know that the Culkins had that in them. <laughs> Macaulay was pretty successful. <laughs> he was, but I mean, he's coming with a different level of... You mean you mean like adult mature acting yeah. and that, like, they're, like, they're able to break out like the kid star role. Yeah, Kieran, I think, has done a far better... Because Macaulay hasn't done any like heavy adult acting probably since what was that one movie it was Hedwig or whatever that was yeah and John's gonna bring up Saved which I yes. do agree Saved is a great movie Saved is very Charlie good Culkin is great in it but I mean Kieran's on another level I mean he might be a creep in real life I don't know but he plays a creep very well <laughs> very <laughs> well I, I don't I haven't <laughs> heard any stories let's not disparage <laughs> Kieran just yet <laughs> he gets the ball rolling on stuff like that. So you've just jinxed it, Jason. Tomorrow we're gonna find out. Huge controversy, huge, yep. huge tabloid headlines. Kieran just don't Culkin. give the kid too much Pepsi, so wet the bed. We yeah. learned that in home. Alone. Same though, like who doesn't? That was the kid. Oh my god, that was him, wasn't it? <laughs> but yeah, you played Fuller in home. Fuller, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to share a bed with, with someone, yeah, and it'll be me. <laughs> I remember that from the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so yeah i'm gonna read the spider-verse comic has anybody read it yet I, well i've read a version of spider-verse there's a bunch of spider-verse comics they've had a lot Is of crossover there... but there's one stuff. specifically called spider-verse what so are the ones i'm talking about yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like spider-verse spider-verse 2 edge of spider-verse spider-geddon yeah, I mean, it's a, it's anything Spider-Man is successful, comic book or otherwise, for the most part. So, like, there's a lot of different stuff. All right, this is the one I'm going to pull it up right now. Um, I We're not going to get into the movie now because, like I said, John hasn't seen it yet. So we're going to do John's segment first so he can bow out and go do the things that he chooses to do with his time. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a very I, I mean i know you didn't mean it that way but it sounds like a very passive aggressive yeah get out of here do the things that you do you know when you're not here with us living it's, it the, up on the, it's the second one in from the top okay on the left <laughs> yeah oh well, i mean they're the same cover it, okay it, it, it didn't i don't know why it didn't um switch when i switched it but that that would be the first Spider Verse crossover, I believe. Okay, yeah, that's the one that I got from the library that I want to read. Oh yeah, yeah I've read that one. I'm sure I'll end up reading them all, but are you being? And if you guys check out our affiliate, no, I'm serious. I read, okay. I read it a few <laughs> years ago. I mean, you just so you know, like the the Spider Verse comic storyline is drastically different from what they're doing in the movies. Mm -hmm. Oh, like, I'm sure. I hope I'd hope so. Um, but John, it's much yeah. darker. Weird news story you have for us today well actually, i actually have two um the wait. first one the one that i told you about <laughs> is a weird one but yet i'm i'm gonna withhold judgment on it according to buzzfeed there have been some men 
who have, unfortunately, you know, you may know someone, it might be even you. Um, Hold on one second. For those watching that are just here for the Spider-Man talk, you might want to just mute us for like 15 minutes. Yeah. We might get a little absurd, but uh, go ahead, John. Anyways, <laughs> you know, you might sweat a lot. It's it's summertime, you sweat, you know, you put on deodorant, you do what you got to do, but sometimes it's not not the best situation is when it's hot and humid and, and you're sweating. Apparently, it is a trend now, according to BuzzFeed, that men are utilizing maxi pads to soak up their butt crack sweat and to keep themselves dry during these hot summer months. You know, as, as somebody you who has IBS, I have made a few jokes about that in my, my lifespan. But to be honest, I I mean I I I gotta be honest. I I think they're onto something. I think these dudes <laughs> they're doing is onto something. I I was I'm about gonna, to say that's. I know it was initially a weird story, but I'm like, you know, whatever you got to do to provide comfort for yourself in this day and age, you got to be resourceful. So, and you know what? You know that right now, Kimberly Clark or one of those like you know hygiene companies out there is making them right now. Like they're like men's maxi pads. Get on There's it. A whole yeah, a whole new demographic. Yeah, like, there you go. It's like you can cater to that easily. I mean, because we've all been there where you got the khaki shorts on, it's hot and humid, and you sit down on the park bench, you have some ice cream, you white stand up, and you're like, oh, great. Looks like I crapped myself. Yeah, see, that, that's the main thing is it, it, from what I've always assumed, it's like it's all about color coordination and your specific choice. Like, you know, there's a I, I wear dark slimming clothing usually just for – because I like the aesthetic of it, but also I'm like, huh, you know what? Dark slimming clothing not just slims you down, but also camouflage a little bit, just in case. Okay. But, okay. you know. Yeah, okay. I'm not saying I've ever had that issue, but definitely is just like a thought that's crossed my mind, being like, the ultimate conceal-all. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. It is. I think, I think, I think men's ass sweat should be something that should be discussed more. It in happens popular- to- it happens to all the guys. It happens to everybody. Yeah. 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 I mean, that should be celebrated more, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the ladies, too, I suppose. You you suffer from it, too, I'm sure, but I don't Just know. Just ass sweat in general. Ass sweat mm-hmm. in general should be a topic. It's a magazine topic. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, not just ass sweat. I'm not going to get too vulgar here right now, but there was a song released a couple of years ago with the initials of WAP that's like, you know. Oh, for the love of God. Speaks to some other hygiene issues correct correct and we should just acknowledge and be like hey we all got them we all gotta we all have our trials and tribulations as human beings yeah cool uh news story number two i was telling you about i don't think we fully uh explored this idea john what what more can we do (laughs) what are we gonna try it is that what you want (laughs) you want to try it john no we're gonna check back in here in a week and be like okay gentlemen how did your uh Depends or not depends. Maxi pad. It really depends. When experiment. I do the um, the blue chip with sturdy on scary snobs, I will make sure I have one of those on hand and I'll test it for everybody during that. Okay, there you go. All right, nicely done. <laughs> there you go. There you have it. <laughs> like how you said it. But for seriously, it's, like, it's all it's all just dependent on your own body's chemistry. Like at sure. this point, like I have my air conditioning turned off right now just because I know it gets noisy when we're doing this type of stuff. So I am figuratively sweating my balls off right now, but not actually around that area. Like it's all up here, up top, on my head, in my pits and stuff. But then you'll notice 
black shirt. How did shirt. we get here? So you'll never, <laughs> you wouldn't see it. I know, Justin. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Justin. I wear hey. a lot of uh, black clothes too, and uh, I, I use deodorant like down there too. So like, I make sure I don't stink. So if maxi pads can help with that stink a little bit further, I'm in. I despise okay. this conversation. I'm just watching. Yeah, I'm just watching. Just <laughs> everything. Right now. I, just, I do not like. Justin uh, Manscape sponsored one of the shows I did for the Scene Snobs a few years ago, and they sent out ball deodorant. Sweet. Oh, that's a big thing. If they're paying yeah. me to talk about bald stuff, I'll talk about bald stuff. But until then, Justin's like the thoughts of the three of them are not See, those of me. <laughs> thank you. See, this is all you just got to normalize the conversation. It's like that's Justin. true. That's true. You're desensitizing me to the conversation. Yeah. That's right, Justin. It's, just remember, it's exposure therapy, Justin. Use deodorant on your balls. Totally your lady will thank you. Thank all right, John. What's next? I thank you for her. Uh, this is what I was telling you about, Jason. So I came home. Actually, uh, Justin and I went out to a comic book store, local comic book store, to check out their big sale. And then uh, visited a few other comic book shops. Uh, by the way, Justin, do you think that that one couple got arrested in that one store that we went to? I, I hope not, because I hope it was just a misunderstanding. But I hope so, I, too. Yeah. But we walked in. Here, you guys can help us out. We Hold on one second, in. John. What comic book stores did you guys go to? Uh, laughing over ogre comic Ooh, town and dragon's lair and dragon's, dragon's lair, lair is, is the one john is talking about yeah talking that, that's about. a good spot I, i've been there once we walked in and the guy said hello to us and we we're like okay hi and then and then more people come in and he would say hello to them this one couple come in and they go the guy goes hello how are you good can i help you with anything blah 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 then within like three minutes he did it again to the same couple. Like he's like, "Hey, exact how you guys same doing?" Question. Exact, exact same question. Exact same verbatim. question, verbatim. And it was weird. And we were like, "Let's leave." And then yeah. uh, Justin's more. Justin's roommate claimed that they were looking a little sketch, and they might have been trying to swipe something. And so I wanted to stay in the parking lot and watch them run out, you know, with their with the, the whatever they stole in their hands. But that, that is a retail move. If you think somebody's being suspicious, you engage with them, ask them if you can help them or not, not really say hi to them again. That's kind of not really doing what you need to do, but, um, check in with them on the regular. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's probably what it is because Ben has a lot of retail experience. So that would make sense. Okay. I mean, I have had those situations where I'll go into like a store thinking that something will be there that I want to purchase, but then I realize it's, Oh, I, I just didn't do my homework correctly and it's not there. And then I have to have that awkward moment of like, I didn't buy anything, so I'm just going to leave. But I don't, you know, I don't make a spectacle of it. It's like, I'm in there. It's clear I didn't touch anything or look. I just looked and then I'm zoom out. Like, not a concern. But yeah, that's a little sus. Yeah, yeah. just a little bit. It's very but sus. It, but I came home and I was flipping through the channels as I had a snack. And one of those channels I get over the air is like Crime Network or something like that. And there was some show on, like it was called like FBI Most Wanted or something like that. But they 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 talked about this case from the mid '90s that was mind blowing. It was so amazing that I didn't finish the episode because I had other things to do. But I looked it up on Wikipedia. If you get the chance, you should check out on Wikipedia the death of Brian Wells because this Brian Wells character is it's amazing. So essentially, he was a pizza delivery guy. And kind of, kind of like a, a little bit of a, I hate to say it, but a little bit like, you know, 
the town loser, if you will. He kind of was, you know, he was a pizza delivery guy, kind of kept himself and everything. But nonetheless, he, he robs a bank and then is caught. Uh-oh. Yep, there it is. The death of Brian Wells. This dude gets caught and the cops like handcuff him and they see this giant bulge sticking out of his shirt like, like this. And they're like, dude, what is with your shirt? And he goes, there's a bomb strapped to me. And they were like, holy shit. And so everybody backs up. So this guy claims, Brian Wells claims, they went to deliver pizza. He um, got to this rural address. He got out. Uh, a dude came over, pulled a gun, shot at him, missed him because he jumped. He dr- dropped to the ground. And two other dudes jumped on him and put the bomb on him and said, you got to go rob this bank and you have 55 minutes to do so or we're going to detonate the bomb. So the dude goes, he, he robs the bank. He gets not very far from the bank and the cops arrest him. And that's where they pick up the story where he got arrested. They had him sitting on the ground. He goes, there's a bomb strapped to my chest. So they call the bomb squad. And I'm like, this is kind of like, this is really suspicious if you ask me. And they had an FBI agent on as a talking head saying, you know, he was there and it seemed like Brian Wells was very calm for being in this situation, that he was very, very calm. And eventually they're talking. He continues to tell the story about what happened. Bomb squad's like a minute away. And so then the bomb squad's like 30 seconds away. And so uh, things start beeping. And eventually the bomb detonates, which I didn't see coming. Blows a hole the size of a fist through his chest, killing him instantly. Oh, my gosh. And then the bomb squad got there with, like, had they been there 30 seconds earlier, they could have maybe done something, but they didn't. The weird part is when you start reading the backstory about the conspiracy and how this all came together. And the controversy of some people think that Brian Wells was in on it. Other people think that Brian Wells thought this was all a gag. Like, this was, you know, a deterrent. Like, the cops will let me go because I have a bomb on. And unknowingly, his partners were like, yep, click, boom. And it was crazy. It's crazy. There's all these conspirators. There's like two main ones. And then there was two other significant ones. But the one guy died before he ever went to trial. And the other dude turned state's state's evidence and got immunity. Then there was a hooker that apparently got involved in this. And she got charged with some things. But it's a crazy tale. All they wanted was $250,000. So the two conspirators could kill the one conspirator's dad and cash in on insurance. Jesus. That was intense, but I'm over here reading the Wikipedia thing as you're telling me the story. So speaking of the Wikipedia, so Brian Wells, yeah, died from explosion. So whose picture is that? I think that's him. I think that's, that's him. him. But so, that's that his driver's that, license. That, that's a oh, that's a driver's license. Because I yeah. was like, is that a mug shot? Because it's like then he had prior. So okay, okay, maybe driver's license. And then. what's no. crazy is when I'm reading this, and the people who worked with him at the pizza place, a lot of them got killed a few days later or weeks later. Yeah, it's wild. When was this again? In the mid '90s, like '94, '95. Huh. Yeah, and it the, the movie uh, Twenty Minutes or Less with um, Jesse Eisenberg, um, that I think it got sued. Is what I read because, oh, because the stories were so similar. I just kind of didn't anticipate a bomb detonating, killing somebody. That was that like it? when I'm I'm watching this, I'm like, yeah, yeah, eh, it's it's a scam. 
And then the, it explodes. And then they go back to that FBI guy and he goes like, I've been doing this a lot. I've been doing this like 20 some odd years. I've never seen something like that. I'm like, Jesus, when that's you crazy. can shake an FBI agent to his core, that's some heavy duty shit. Yeah. Word. That was word. <laughs> word. That is, yeah. I mean, I don't know damn. what else to say. Also kind of a downer too. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Well, would you like me to get my Stanley Cup prediction real quick, and then that'll be on, on it'll be on the uplift. All right, uh, I'm picking I'm picking Vegas. I think I think it's going to take six games. Vegas wins, lifts the Stanley Cup. I'm voting for them solely because. What is this music? What is this music? I was trying to find some silly music to play after that, but I don't think they have any silly music on these uh, Streamyard loops. Right, Sorry, I was about to say, like, John gets his own, like, specialty corner. Welcome to the John segment. Go ahead, John. Uh, anyways, Vegas in six games. That's good. I like that. That's good. That's got a nice vibe to it. I like it. Um, I just hope that if Vegas <laughs> and the, <laughs> I hope if Vegas does win, then that gives Commissioner Bettman the winning franchise in the desert, and we can forget about Arizona. You can just pull the plug on that terrible experiment. Nice. I'm rooting for the Flyers. Uh, they're not in it. But I know you love You can still be Flyers. rooting for it, though. <laughs> I hope they get all the Jason, you, you can't fool us. I know you're, you're rooting for the best. Ducks. You're rooting for Anaheim. Are they in Quack. it? Quack. You're rooting for the Ducks. Quack. I know no, you they're are. Not in, they're not in it either. Damn it. I want to see Fulton hit the final game-winning score. Wow. Do you remember their names? Hockey. Are they called pucks? Like, I don't. <laughs> I just you remember, remember one thing from those movies. It's a one, two. What is it? The knuckle puck or whatever the hell yeah, that is called. That yeah. was uh, Keenan's. Uh, yes, I know the names. My daughter loves the Mighty Ducks. We watch it together pretty regularly. Uh, all three of them. All three of them. All three of them on VHS. Um, we can. I have them on VHS. And and the Disney Plus show. Oh wait. Yeah, those sons of bitches. <laughs> they. See, I, this is, makes me mad. Like, it wouldn't make me mad if they'd make this stuff available to buy, but they don't make it available to buy. Like, parents like me enjoy watching certain things with their children. Like, I don't want to sit there and watch American Pie with my daughter, but I can share, like, the, our Mighty Ducks love together. And she really liked those shows. I enjoyed watching those shows with her. And now we can't watch it because they took it off, and they don't even have it out for anybody to consume on either DVD or Blu-ray. That sucks. At least Peacock gave me Saved by the Bell on DVD when they – you know, canceled the show. It's still on their service too, by the way. And they canceled the other show we like, Big Shots, which is pretty much Mighty Ducks, but with uh, teenage girls and uh, John Stamos. So, you know, give me the shit on DVD or Blu-ray, please, people. Hey. Mike had the same rant Mike, about HBO Mike, Max. What did you like, do, Mike? I know. I, I poke bears. I'm sorry. I poke like, bears. <laughs> if you're going to take the stuff off, make it consume. You can do print-to-own media. Amazon does it. Where you know you can just somebody orders it, then they they make the disc and they ship it out. It takes a little bit longer, but guess what? Nobody cares because we want these obscure things that we like. Now, Justin, where were you on his theme music for that little moment? Justin, <laughs> fair, totally fair. Justin I was just scared of Jason's response like six times. That's two weeks in a row that I've gotten a rant. So thank you, Justin. Yeah, you're slowly changing and turning into Max. How does that make oh, Max, you feel? Max never here anymore. Max, oh, can I give a hot take? I have a hot take. Oh, Jason, boy. you've heard the hot take. Can I throw one out there? Sure. You can do whatever you want, champ. 
Animal House, unfunny movie. I don't think it's a hot That is a hot take. I don't disagree, but I've only seen parts of it. It's... I, I think I think it's on the record. It's like the comedy of it ge- genuinely hasn't aged all that well compared to some other comedies. It's not funny at all. Like I, I watched it this weekend. I was visiting my cousin. He was like, "You've never seen it. We should watch it." I'm like, "Sure, okay." I didn't laugh once. I was like, "This like," and I was excited because I'm like, "Oh, this is gonna have all the raunchy jokes and everything." Okay, this will be funny. Don no. loves raunchy. No oh, raunchy so it jokes. Your, it was your first time. Yeah. Okay, well, I genuinely okay. I can see because here's the whole thing. I I have seen it before. There there were moments when I was younger that I was like, Haha, okay, I get it. But then I'm I'm more of the mindset like as time's gone on, I'm like, nah, nah, this isn't funny really. This is actually kind of horrific. So mm-hmm. that's funny. But um, that that happens, John. Like if somebody hypes up a movie so much, or if you spent how old are you in your mid forties? You spent all hey. the time um, getting. That wasn't a dig, okay? <laughs> it felt like a dig. It's, it's objective truth. <laughs> you spent like thirty some years, John, of people hyping this movie to you, and then you sit down to finally watch it, and it just doesn't live up to the expectations. Honestly, I get that. yeah, that that was me with Princess Bride because I never seen it before when I was younger. Everyone would like quote it. Everyone would praise it up and down the row being like oh it's such a great like not just comedy but fantasy movie and then i finally watched it like two or three years ago and i'm like that's it so i, I do get where you're coming from john where yeah, it's like, but I, I will say this the other movie we watched two guns fantastic i did like two guns it's I, I i i don't this is another movie like there's certain movies that people go and watch and then they say they don't like it but you have to ask like what did you expect this movie gave us exactly what I expected, which mm-hmm. was Denzel Washington in a buddy cop movie. Yeah. With, <laughs> like, with was that Wahlberg and Denzel? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Our our favorite topic, Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> and his dealerships. He's gonna find us. <laughs> There's a back catalog of us making fun of Mark Wahlberg, and it's not gonna be great. <laughs> I feel so bad about this because it was from that era. I do I, I saw two guns. I could not tell you anything about that movie now like i saw it once and i completely forgot about it same with that one he did with reynolds uh safe house safe oh, house yeah. was surprisingly good i thought I, that's what i thought awesome. time and i saw it and i'm just like i cannot remember anything that happened in that movie that, i won the dvd like at that. a white elephant nice yeah two guns was another one though i mean yeah. i like that movie and every time somebody reminds me of it i usually sit down and check it out again but every time i forget about it i forget about safe house too Mm-hmm. So you're gonna say, is Animal House gonna go on the shelf of movies you won't watch again in your house, John? First of all, Justin, I do not have a shelf of movies I will not watch anymore. You, you there's do. a random few. There's, on there's the a shelf. whole shelf. No, there's not. There's not. <laughs> there's not a, not a whole, whole shelf, shelf John. Or Justin, there's a whole <laughs> bookcase of movies. You Shut up. He knows. I will he, never watch it again. How He's got to make room for all the seasons of Jag. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> There's a new season of Matlock coming out, and I have to be ready. Look, I, I, I told you. I, I confess. Some of those freebies I got, I've watched them once. I don't like them. They sit there. Eventually, they'll go somewhere. Maybe I'll take them to Dragon's Lair. <laughs> I will put them in your in. coffin. Eventually, they go somewhere. Better you yet, travel Justin, with them. Make my coffin out of those DVDs. 
As funny as this is, John, you can send um, me to hell. <laughs> we have a guest joining us in 13 right. minutes, and it's time to get in the Spider Verse because right. I've waited long enough to talk about this movie with you. All beings. right, goodbye, gents. Goodbye, goodbye everybody. John. All the fans are watching. Thank you kindly. See you later. Bye. Spider Verse. Lord and Miller are still 100%, and this is the best film of the year. Uh, hands down. I'm not going to spend a lot of time comparing it to the other superhero movies we have because, in my opinion, this is on another league. It's up there with like the Dark Knight movies that are good beyond the superhero genre. And one of my favorite parts of this movie is we didn't... Because, you know, in a lot of these animated sequels or sequels in general, they will purposely just try to get the original characters back together as fast as they can at the beginning of the movie. And then... You know, shenanigans ensue. But this movie, I'm so glad they didn't do that. Like, the characters they chose to revisit, which was only a couple right away, made sense. And the way they started the film made sense. I'm glad we got it through Gwen Stacy's eyes uh, more so than Miles is. Because that's going to help set up the third movie. And I just, I left the theater like... I, my review I posted on Three Geeks, like the first five words out of my mouth were wow, 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 wow. Like, wow. I cried five times. In this I movie. cried twice. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't cry, but it was good. <laughs> Things like, you got to know about Justin. He doesn't yeah. cry in movies. His ass cry. doesn't sweat. <laughs> oh, it sweats. I just don't want to talk about it. <laughs> you just no, did. No, just, <laughs> yes, yeah, man. This I, I posted a review on my Facebook feed earlier. It's like this is a beautiful film overall. Like I really, I'm still riding the high off of it from this morning. So it's a lot of stuff is still fresh. I'll have to watch it again just to, you know, revisit those themes and pick up on stuff maybe I didn't pick up on before. But I think I got the gist of this in the first viewing, and it everything really worked for me. I, I love the first one, and everything that was great about the first one is amped up to eleven in this one and it's really well executed overall I, like you said i love the fleshing out of gwen i feel that was needed uh even the fleshing out of peter even though he doesn't show up until close to the third act like peter b parker doesn't show up until the very close to the end of this film but it's still worth it to see how much he's kind of grown and where his character is now in relationship to miles and miles I was surprised like how many quiet moments there were in this animated film because all the previews for all the movies before this were obnoxious. They had a preview for that new Trolls movie. They had that one for the new Pixar film, which looks okay, but still has a lot of that like <laughs> quirky. But this, I, I was surprised how much they just let characters have quiet moments to breathe in this. The family scenes are so good. Like those are the parts I teared up at were the family scenes. You know, um, <laughs> forget Fast and Furious, Spider-Verse <laughs> isn't just family moments. Yeah, I agree. This I agree. is a movie. I don't know if this was planned as a trilogy. I know that this second film was planned as two films, like one into the other. But it is feels like a trilogy. Like, it makes sense. The trilogy makes sense. Like, I highly recommend you watch the first one going into the second one, or you might be a little lost as far as the characters go. But, um... Like, I can't believe how good it was. I was really, really, you know, people on the news sites and stuff. And this is why you shouldn't run with things. Just wait until you see the movie so you can enjoy it. But people were freaking out because Nicolas Cage wasn't back as Spider-Man Noir. 
And it's like, well, if you see the movie, you find out why he's not back because Spider-Man yeah. Noir. And it makes sense. And, you know, he could show up in the third one. It's very possible. Well, that's why, I say, that's why I say the first movie, I feel, is... I, and I'm not usually a fan of this, especially with the MCU stuff where it's like it feels like homework going into movies these days with Marvel Studios. With this one, though, if you're not if you're going into this and you haven't seen the first movie, yeah, a lot of the important parts hinge on you having a little bit of knowledge because Peter B. Parker, his whole character growth is a direct result of the first movie. Gwen Stacy's fleshing out of character is a direct result of the first movie. Um uh miles uh his his whole character growth is a direct result of the first movie and a lot of it hinges on a revelation about how he's even spider-man to begin with which i was just like that's i don't know if they had that in mind when they first you know made the first film but it's like oh my gosh that's actually a great idea and it plays into this whole it was a cool meta thing about like all these people who have been saying like miles morales isn't really spider-man all the naysayers have been saying that in the real world since like 2010 when the character first debuted they're like he'll never replace peter parker and it's like yeah like this is a statement on that saying like this is to prove all of you wrong like spider-man isn't just peter spider-man's this idea that can be embodied by anybody which was uh you know um stan lee's original idea for spider-man was that it could be anybody and, um, you know, I don't, we're not, we usually go into spoilers for these conversations, but we're not going to with this one. I want to stay away from spoilers because I genuinely want you guys to feel the surprise and the, cause the cameos are executed very well. Um, I can't believe really spider pig died. Yeah. It's crazy. Dude, don't say that. That's not true. <laughs> there is I didn't watch the movie, but <laughs> Justin, you can get his hate mail. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I can't believe you didn't not spoil that movie to me. <laughs> you want to share your thoughts, Justin? My yeah, thoughts. sorry. I feel like we've been talking over you. <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, no, I loved it. It was great. Uh, the family sequences were great. I really enjoyed kind of learning about Gwen Stacy's Peter Parker because that was kind of a new thing for me, like understanding what happened with him. Um, and a lot of fun stuff. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, but yeah, I don't want to spoil anything. The spider big thing was a lie. But, uh, uh, Spider-Gwen and Miles Morales are quickly becoming two of my favorite characters. And I need to explore more of them in the comic books. I know that the adaptations are going to be different. But I, I, I'm i really digging the characterizations of those two. I'm not going to say who it was. But that, that live action cameo in the middle of the movie. Oh, that was good. I, I laughed so hard. That that's been paying off for that individual for years now because it's like that's why Miles Morales exists, is because of something started on account of that particular individual. Mm-hmm. That might have spoiled it. I'm sorry, but it's okay. like, but yeah, it's that was that was a cool kind of inclusion on that part. Um, yeah, a lot of the new characters I really like. I like a lot of the variation. The Spider-Man India character. Yeah, that cracked me up. Uh, <laughs> Spider Punk. Oh I was waiting like, for uh, Yakum Spider-Man, or what was his name that we came Jakob, up with? Jakob Spider-Man. Yes, yeah. I was waiting for that to show up. Yeah, well, that used to be a character back in the day for us. It's like, yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they somehow worked that in there. But um, also, like, I don't know. It, it was really a lot of the cameos and, you know, fan service stuff. Usually that would irritate me, but it's all integrated really well here, and it makes sense for a movie like this. Where if- 
if um, the Flash is as good as people are saying it is uh, compared to this movie, then we're going to have a really good month of superhero films. Because every everybody I've watched has these two movies. That Spider-Verse is above, but I mean they have them very close together. So I, If they're in the same ballpark, it's going to be a very good movie. I'm, yeah. I'm just going to tell you right here now, I haven't seen The Flash. I'm guaranteeing you Spider-Verse is way better than The Flash. I care about the characters more. Yeah, like I said, most I give, I give a crap about the protagonist. Of the, the people the that say they're close, they've all put Spider Verse ahead of the Flash. I'm just saying, like the fact that they're even close, or that people are talking about the Flash yeah. is. Probably I don't care. Cool. Like I, I care more about Miles Morales than I'll ever care about Ezra Miller's Flash. So mm-hmm. it it doesn't. It's not even a contest. Like that's fine. Michael Keaton. Like I am very excited about. That. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> that's Michael fine. Keaton. Michael Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a movie quote right there. <laughs> yeah, I just like Michael Keaton. All right, everybody. I don't want to keep our guest waiting. I should probably tell him he can unmute himself so uh, we can pull him in. But uh, we have a friend of the show, Joshua Schubert, coming on to talk to us about the transformation of Ben Grimm. Oh, How oh. you doing today? Hey, what's up? <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> you're live you're live what's up guys not much man i i guess you really want to see spider-verse it's one of my favorite so like the first movie was so incredible i love how it's one of the few m- movies that is that is in endorsed by the comic book commission and it oh god i love it when that happens it's like it's like chef's kiss like you're like actually gonna get something that's really good and the first movie was fire like i'm i just haven't seen it yet like i had an opportunity to go to a couple of the pre-screens and i've and i've just been editing this and getting this movie out and just doing like promo for it so i haven't seen it yet but i'm freaking excited too yeah yeah you'll love it as soon as we're done you should just go i love miles like i love miles as a character he's one of my favorite one of my like favorite Spider-Man um, just because I love where he comes from. I love his story, his arc, just like how, how just, I just fucking love Miles Morales. Can I curse? Yeah. Yeah. You just oh, did. Yeah. Yeah. We only have a demonetization counter for one of our group members and yeah. he's not here. I, All right, I, I was running late to start OBS. Normally it'd be up. But <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't, we don't cussing that we don't care about, but, um, I, I know that you um, are a fan of comic books, but what was the first comic book you ever read? The first comic book that I ever read. Oh my god, Jason! Oh my god, I got to dip back into the into the memory banks. I think it, I think it was Wolverine, okay. standalone Wolverine. Oh god, maybe like early nineties when I was like ten or eleven years old. Um, Wolverine. When he was in the mountains against the Windigo, do you guys does 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 that ring a bell to anybody? Not for me, but it sounds awesome. Early, um, that was after the Claremont run, right? With Frank mm-hmm. Miller. Okay, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm I'm trying to recall exactly when this was, but yeah, no, yeah, that was that was my first like real comic book, and then I actually found the Tick, and I read as much of that as I could. Um, I love that. I love the. The, the tick but i love wolverine i love spider-man like that's that's why they're on the wall right 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 behind me love venom he's one of my favorite characters too i love eddie brock i not during when like he was just just like the like i'm a i'm a punch you i got muscles I'm a, you know like when when they actually turned him into like an actual human being 
he became one of my favorite anti-heroes. The, the Lethal Protector. Eddie yeah, Cole. the Lethal Protector was cool. And, like, Maximum Carnage was one of the most epic runs I've ever, ever read. Like, just so brutal and great. And that's what's great about comics, right? Like, you can you can just, like, get into them and they, like, and they can change your life in, like, a weird, like, like a weird, interesting way, right? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Maximum Carnage was my entry point to Spider-Man, actually. Oh, I, I'd heard about the character. I'd seen, like, an episode of the 80s cartoon and then... Yeah, reading the crossover of Maximum Carnage, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is did, like intense. I like this. Did you play it when it was on Super Nintendo? Oh yeah, that was a great like side side scrolling beat 'em up. That was great. What's your favorite independent comic book? Because I really enjoy stuff that isn't created by Marvel or DC. Do you have anything that you really could recommend? I really. Enjoy. I mean, other than the Tick. Um, no. I'm just going to plug the hell out of it because I'm on the show too, but yeah, yeah, yeah. that doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> um, one of my friends actually is, is a really great indie comic book creator. His, his name is Easton Daverna and he works with an incredible artist named Sean Daly who did all he's, he lives in Canada, um, does incredible work. They've got, uh, a book that just got, uh, picked, picked up by, What's what's the indie book label? It's a like Image, me. Dark Horse, any of those. Sorry, uh, IDW. IDW, yeah. Um, they just sponsored one of the cons recently. Uh, it's mm -hmm. called a a Guardian. Let me just look it up really mm -hmm. fast, mm -hmm. just so I can plug my friend. But it's also really good. Uh, okay. Like, I'm not just, just like plugging them. Yeah. Always looking for recommendations for sure. Uh, he did a G -G 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 Guardian, which is his new new one, and his last completed one is called uh, Samurai Grandpa, uh, <laughs> which is about funny. like an old school grandpa. The like art artwork sick, and Sean actually made all of the the concept art for my new movie that I that, that I'm in pre production for, and it's just like. Can I drop images into this, or is that not possible? Uh, I imagine you can. Do you have a present, or do you want to drop another different file in StreamYards? I want to pull this up real quick, and then you can go. But here's yeah, my grandpa. Yeah, check yeah. that out. <laughs> That's awesome. And then what do I do? How do I do this? Uh, down below, there should be a, like an option to present. Oh, present. Next to settings, yeah, mm -hmm. invite. And then and I can pull it up on the screen. The share screen. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Uh, well, based off just that cover alone, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Really, like Master Roshi about to go up a mountain. <laughs> yeah, some of our favorite interviews are the um, independent comic book creators. We've just lined up two for the next couple weeks. All right. So you can see me. Am I? That's cool. <laughs> All right. so, this is some of the concept art for my film that was made by Sean. It's oh sweet. Incredible cool. work. Nice. Um, just really cool character art. The this this is one of the locations. <sighs> the film's called We Got What You Need, and it's about uh, a character that works overnights in a gas station. This is one of the characters, incredible character. This is the local coffee shop. This is the security camera robot. This is what he turns <laughs> turn, turns into. And that's Stacy, uh, who's like the main villain. And that's Steve, wow. who's 
uh, her henchman. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Time to go back to Inception, but he's a. <laughs> It's a he's, a, he's an incredible artist, and I was very happy to find him through Easton because they work together all the time. That's awesome. Nice. I'm going to pull up your film because you gave us permission to air it. Please do. And um, sure. we can mute ourselves so it can play sure. through. But uh, here we go. Everybody, like, seriously, go check this out. Um, it is a good, solid flick. All right, here we go. Need sound, Jason. Yeah, I think you're missing audio. Oops, sorry. Let me fix that. It's ruined, Jason. Ruined. Ruined. <laughs> That's weird. Oh, I know what the problem is. You, 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 you got to punch your webcam. You have it muted on YouTube, Jason. What's that? It's muted on YouTube, too. I know. Yeah, I, yeah, I got that. All right, we got oh, it we're now. Gone. Oh, all right. I don't. I don't think I don't think we got it. There we go. Come on, let's get you to the lab. Less talking, more walking, big guy. I should have never left. Don't convince me to go up there. We don't know that. What? Don't worry about it. What is? Come on. I'm gonna go get the scanner. Reed, what's happening to me? clobbering time. I'm all in. Yeah? You're all in? You think you got me beat, Logan? I know I got This guy, he says he's got me beat. Can you? He's got me beat. Okay. Well, if you think you got me beat, put him in the middle. Put him in. But before... Uh, uh, 
Oh, well, you can't take it back because you already put it over the line. But before I, I... Okay. If I call you and you lose, you got to promise me that you're not going to do what you uh, always do, okay? You're not going to get mad. You're not going to flip out. You're not going to turn over the card table. No promises. No promises, this guy says. No promises. We're finally playing in a nice place. Second Talk Brewery let us play here after hours. For the first time, we're not in some crappy basement, okay? So if I put these down, you're not going to do nothing stupid. Just nod or something. What's that? Flush. <laughs> That's a good hand. <laughs> That's a respectable hand, a flush. But uh, it does not be quads. Quads, I got you on the flop, baby. Look at, no, no, no. So have you uh, tweeted this out to like the director? I mean, it's literally everywhere. <laughs> like I like put it everywhere. I haven't just directly tweeted it at at anybody just because I just wanted to kind of go out organically. I mean, I'm like answering every comment, even like the quasi weird negative ones that are yeah. like people don't like that. I'm not orange. People don't like the way that the prosthetics move a little bit, but I just like very calm, calmly explain like uh, some of the shots got a little weird with the prosthetics, but we chose performance over prosthetic function. Yeah. Um, it's big because I know that it's a really good piece of work. Uh, we tried really hard to keep it grounded and authentic to the character and the world and all this stuff. So and uh it looks great sounds sounds great and i'm very proud of it yeah i really like the look of uh ben in this well because it's 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 more like a conceptual sort of pitch of an idea of like what the thing is supposed to be or what you feel yeah. like you could offer to it how right. how long yeah. did it take you to film that uh that we shot that in first... two evenings the first yeah. the, the first day was uh about 12 it was like 12 hours and day two was about eight hours um, we split it up like that on purpose because the prosthetics themselves take multiple, multiple hours in a chair. Uh, so day two was the full day where I was in the full, uh, the full piece. Um, uh, but I mean, I've been in prosthetics before, so it wasn't like horrible. Uh, I shot this pilot with Gilbert Gottfried, uh, where I played an anthropomorphic manatee, uh, which never got picked up. Uh, but it, it was a wildly ludicrous uh, ride. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, and I have all the footage, but uh, it would have been a crazy-ass show. Uh, but Can you for... share the footage with us? Sorry. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, sure. Yeah, please. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I might actually have it on YouTube right now, but hidden. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, so uh, so that, that was the longest day. And the prosthetic artist her name is um sydney sawyer and she's incredibly talented and she's worked with the disney parks before she did work at batu and she did work at avatar land and a bunch of other stuff that she can't talk about because hasn't come out yet 
and uh, Mickey and Minnie's Rock and Roller Coaster, the like new new yeah. one in Hollywood Studios. Um, but she's incredibly talented, uh, and I love working with her. She's super nice and cool. Um, and then the rock prosthetics were made by Franny Bromley, uh, who like the like rocks in the 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 mid transformation, and she was awesome too. Um, it was a lot of fun, even though it was incredibly traumatic and. Uh, hard to do. <laughs> yeah. I, I really loved, like, I, I don't know why, but the hand part of it, like, your arm and the, the rockiness and the blockiness mm -hmm. of it, I really, really liked that. Thank you. Yeah. That was incredibly hard to manipulate. So the the hands themselves, they didn't do a life mold of my hands. Um, uh, I don't know why, but it just didn't happen. Um, and they were really small. So we had to, like, cut little slits in them, which... I can see it. I don't know if a lot of people can, I didn't but like, I'm looking directly at it every yeah. time that like my like hands on the screen. Uh, but that's just because I spent hours in like the like e editing room, just like being like, they can see, it. they're gonna see it. They're gonna, they're 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 gonna call me a bitch. They're gonna call me a bitch on the fucking internet. You know, like. Um, but so it was cool because we really wanted to get that like tactile, like especially holding cards and holding the cigar and stuff. Yeah. Um yeah. I'm cu I'm curious when it comes to prosthetics because you said you've done prosthetics before and obviously here with the final shot and also the the after credits thing with poker you're covered like head and hands at least in prosthetics. It's like is there a certain mindset you have to put yourself in because I know I've known other people who've done like makeup work and it's like they they describe like having like claustrophobic or panic attacks or things of that nature when they're layered up like that. Like, yeah, it's a thing where you just have to kind of like breathe with it and just zen out and um let it inform you as a character right i had done a lot of planning for this role like how the voice was gonna be and how i was gonna move but really like once you get into your skin because that's what that's that's what it kind of is it's your new body uh it just like informs you like incredibly fast uh and that was really cool because even when i was partially the way there I could feel myself transforming on the inside, <laughs> but um, like uh, as like an actor and like an artist, I was like, okay, it's happening. I can feel it. Like I'm becoming the thing, uh, my version of the thing. And uh, it was cool. It felt really special. And that's one of the, it depends on what the prosthetic is also. Like if it's an incredibly enclosed one, like, like I know there, there are ones where like, you don't have your mouth or you don't have one of your eyes or you don't have either of your eyes and you have to look through like another spot like for the like like if you're like playing an alien or something um and that can be incredibly claustrophobic but if you do like zen out like I, i'm just like and i'm and i'm becoming if i could say like a artsy fartsy thing but that's kind of what i do so what what drove the voice like the graveliness of it like what what kind of what inspiration did you get to kind of choose your thing voice you know well so i wanted to i i was working with the idea like specifically with the transformation about things changing hey kathleen um Kathleen. like you know he become like he can bend metal for the first time and that's brand new right he becomes incredibly heavy and his chair breaks underneath him, you know, like, so it's this, this idea of a drastic and um, immediate change. Right. And what would that sound like if your vocal cords were turning to stone? 
so that's kind of where the graveliness came from. Thank you, Tim. Um, that's where the graveliness kind of comes come from. Was like I was trying to imitate like um, what would a rocky a voice sort of sound like, right? I and then also like Tim. That totally makes sense. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I like that idea of like, yeah, what you were mentioning, like inner transformation and how absolutely that would impact like the character's vocal presentation very much so. Like, yeah. I, I, I gotta say, Mad Prop, you, you won me over, especially with the post-credits thing, because of... Oh, cool. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for Marvel characters playing poker. Like, oh, yeah. Whenever they do that in the comics or even in like the video games or whatever as like a little tease or fun thing like absolutely like so being able to like see ben Grimm sitting down playing poker now i'm assuming you said logan so there's wolverine over there i'm assuming maybe black widow to the right yeah. daredevil to the left they look yeah. very daredevil and black yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah we were trying to do it without doing it right like the the whole idea was to um like Ben Grimm and the thing playing at a card card table is there's some really iconic parts of that from the comic books. Often, like he would be in someone else's book playing poker, and they'd walk walk in and they'd find him somewhere, and like then he would he would be like, "Hey guys, you want to you know?" And be like, "No, we gotta go do stuff." Um, but uh, and then there's the one uh, the iconic um, cover of his own book where it's him playing poker at the table with like all the X-Men and Spider-Man and um, that we were trying to pay homage to that part of it. And like, as a fan, I'm a huge fan. Um, I always want to see things that I want to see. So yeah. we, we tried really hard to, to do that for, for the fans too. That's yeah. awesome. I, I, I don't know. I, I was with you on FSF this week. I don't know if you were asked this, but um. Do you like any of the Fantastic Four movies that are currently available? Like, do you have a favorite? Um, I like portions of all of them. <laughs> I was about to say no. <laughs> um, I think that a lot of the reasons that the first three Fantastic Four films didn't work, and also why a lot of perhaps the newer Marvel films haven't been been working, um, is because uh, they weren't comic book films, and the new and the newer one also wasn't a comic book movie either. Uh, they were. Uh, weird action science fiction movies where each of the actors were were playing their current archetypal character that they were currently playing in their overall world. Uh, like, for example, like uh, in the in the ones with um, Chris Evans playing uh, the Human Torch, he was just playing his asshole character that like he had been playing for the past couple of years, you know, like he was in all those movies where like he was a huge dick. And then, so he showed up being a dick. Um, and then, uh, but I did like, like I loved Silver Surfer. I thought he was one of the best things in all of those movies. Um, Jessica Alba didn't do a horrible job as the invisible woman. Uh, you know, I mean, she is what she brings is what she brings. And I think she brought an okay take to that character. The, you know, that was, that was a good read. Um, in the newer one, I did not like what they did with Ben Grimm. I didn't like what they did with the thing, how they turned him into just like a depressed murder psycho really was really upsetting. Um, because it pulls all, 
excuse me, I'm having a, a moment with my... <laughs> hey, we have an ongoing joke about the new thing in the new Fantastic Four movie because he didn't have... He didn't have shorts on at one point, right? Yeah, so he was nude. He had his poop. He had his peepee out. Well, no, he, he didn't. didn't. He didn't have one. Didn't even have, didn't one. have one. That would be a conversation you'd have with Reed, right? Like that would be like, like yo, Riverstone where's levels. My, where's, where's my doodle? <laughs> like, <Yeah>. Dude, <laughs> have you have you ever seen the Roger Corman Fantastic Four? Because you're talking, and, yeah, and I love it because of it's 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 not like it like in today's standards it's bad, right? But it's like one of those. I mean, even in the then standards, is bad too. But it was, it's you know, it's they tried, they tried mm -hmm. to do it right, right. Um, uh, and I and I respect that a lot. It didn't turn out well, kind of like the old Captain America and you know stuff, stuff like that. But um, I do like the way the, that they did the thing. Like that was a super practical thing, uh, and it was pretty cool. I do like Michael Chiklis's thing too. Uh, I thought he brought a really nice humanity to that character. I don't like how he could change back because that's his entire thing is that he can't change back, which informs his entire character arc and like everything and like why he hates the Hulk and like all of this other stuff. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I feel I feel like well, especially with the t I guess that was the Tim Story Fantastic Four is with Jessica Alba and Chris mm -hmm. Evans yeah. the whole because those were. You know, I mean, the other one was a Fox produced one, but the, like it felt like always like a contracting, like we can't be in makeup too long or we can't be VFXed out too much. Like they got to see it's us. Like I'm curious if if ever you were to get the role of Ben Grimm, the thing, would you be committed after the origin to just being full on rock monster for the duration yeah. of the film? Yes. Like you'd be. Yeah, I'm not like. So here, so like I said that I'm a fan, right? And I want to do what I want to see what the fans would want to do. And the thing is, 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 is that the world is totally different now. So even if I was locked into a rock monster suit or like a rock monster, like special effects or whatever, like, like look at Josh Brolin playing Thanos. He was always Thanos. Like, it's not like he became Josh again, you know, like, um, but that's an important thing as as a character actor, like I'm a character actor, I'm not a leading man. I'm not saying that I'm not handsome. I'm just saying that I am, I am quote unquote too large in the industry to be a leading man. I'm, I'm, I just that's that's just how how it is. Um, so like, um, character actors truly do not give a a fuck about anything else than playing the role and doing it correctly and doing it justice and especially if it has a fandom fandoms are so important and they're so important to me because I'm part of a whole bunch of them and yeah. to see it done correctly like like with the last of us <laughs> also <laughs> um really really <laughs> yeah. uh, is special and it's important right mm -hmm. This is funny, this comment. I gotta pull it out. Uh, I love this show, OCD friendly podcast, the perfect evolution of beard growth, a streamer that cares. Thank you. <laughs> I, what? I'm so I what? think he's saying like amongst like from me Where? to Josh to Mike. Oh. Or, like, <laughs> oh, good call out. Yeah, good call beard. out. Solid. Solid. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, okay. We're Josh, Tim, all over board, but yeah. Tim forgot to ask this on FSF is after you successfully get casted as Ben Graham, what character do you would like to play next? Um, like in general, 
like character type or other superhero character. I'm gonna say also Pim, it's cast. Casted is not a word that we use. Strike it out of your vocabulary. Yeah, geez, Tim. Anyone, anyone. <laughs> um, we'll blame Tim. We'll blame. We'll blame Tim. Um, you know, I may not get this role. Um, with with all the rumors swirling around, it may they may announce the cast in July at Comic Con. Um, I'm trying my best here to get some attention just ripped at me and to do all that stuff. Um, and I'm very proud of it. Um, if it was an MCU role, it looks like they need a Venom. I'd love to play Eddie in the MCU versus... Um, that was the first role I ever wanted to... Uh... <laughs> all right, Tim. <laughs> um, that was the um, first role I really, really wanted to play that I really, really connected with. Um because of his darkness and because of his duality and because of all that stuff, I would love to take a crack at Venom. Um, Tom Hardy obviously is doing a really good job with it. It's not how I would approach the role, but I do understand that they um, need to tr make it somewhat comedic. Uh, Let me ask you, what do you think of the Venom movies? Um, I think they're uh, largely uh, over the top and kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Um, there are, mo I'm being kind, <laughs> there, there are moments that really make sense. Um, but I watched them both. Um, I thought like carnage could have been, uh, uh, done a little bit differently, a little bit, uh, with a little bit more grace than, than how it was done. Um, I thought how they switched the, uh, the relationship in the second movie be between Eddie and between Venom worked more, but also because they couldn't get the proper origin in because of all the rights and stuff, they they had to jump to a much later c c comic book run, the invasion of the symbiotes, and then and then we have all these other fucking symbiotes in and the audience doesn't understand what's actually going on so it's just like cool <laughs> like we're just gonna blow it up before it even starts uh but i think that that's an i that's that's an ip issue you know like right yeah do you feel as though like because you mentioned carnage there and it's like well yeah carnage done with a pg-13 rating are you do you feel as though it's limited by the rating system in that it needs to be a little bit more visceral, needs to be a little bit more in the R territory for Venom to work, or can I it still feel like it has to be the way for a lot of stuff to work? Like the reason that we finally got an acceptable Wolverine is because we is because they made Logan and they made it rated R. And it was one of the most incredible pieces of film that I've ever seen. Um and I'm not and I'm not just like it's the best comic movie ever. It's not even like it's so good. You know, it's it's old man Logan and it's that and all that stuff. But like just because they let the character be the character, same thing with like Ryan Reynolds Deadpool, right? Like we couldn't have a PG-13 version of that movie. I think it's the same way with Venom, with Carnage, especially. I mean, he's a psychotic, depraved serial killer who isn't like the Joker, you know, like he's not like a Joker-esque weirdo. He's like a a calculated, manipulative, like, narcissist lunatic 
but he's very exacting and very until he breaks and goes nuts and when he's in the midst of his murders but the rest of the time he's an extremely calculated you know he's almost like he's from like the batman universe but it's like one of those dudes like the like what's his name like walter's as the like dude that like yeah, uh, Victor, yeah, he carves his yeah. tally of his victims into so his skin. So like if that dude got the carnage suit is more like to me how it should be. Yeah, that was that was my main issue with uh Let There Be Carnage the second movie was that like I think Woody Harrelson is like perfect casting for that role. Yeah. Like he could play the human side of it but then like all the actual action sequences like I think he turns into a tornado at one point. Yeah, they, yeah I'm like, did that like stupid hmm. like two magical beings turn to mist and just like hump each other till it's over thing? Um, yeah, that <laughs> like creating little rain clouds. The reason I brought up Venom at all is because you said like you know the Fantastic Four, the, the Corman one was okay for its time. I feel like Venom is a '90s movie, so that's kind of like why I enjoy those movies because I I feel like I'm transported back to the '90s watching a superhero movie. But yeah, by today's standards, I don't think Venom like holds holds up. But I enjoyed it. I'm not gonna say that I didn't enjoy watching them. They're fun. I think they're fun. Yeah, I do have just intrinsic issues with choices, but everyone's gonna have choice issues. Um, Better than like like I'm excited to see Craven the Hunter. That should be interesting. That is also rated R. It'll be cool to see a comic book accurate Rhino. but that's Craven the Hunter minus Spider-Man also, right? Yeah, yeah it's part of Sony's universe. Which, I, here's the whole deal. It's like, <laughs> I I will give the Sony Spider-Universe every movie because they just seem to be going for broke, whatever it is. You'll have stuff like Venom or Morbius, that's but then you'll have Spider-Verse. And then it'll be like, you, the quality may vary, but you're never not going to be bored with them, I feel. Yeah, I know. For everybody that's upset that, uh, you know, Spider-Man went to the MCU and so forth. Well, you wouldn't have across the Spider-Verse and into the Spider-Verse if Spider-Man hadn't gone to the MCU. Because that was kind of their deal with Marvel. Like, you know, we're going to let you use Spider-Man, but maybe you let us reference some stuff in our Spider-Verse movies and we're going to do this animated thing. And, you know, they they referenced Doctor Strange in the second Spider-Verse movie. So I'm glad that it all worked out the way it did because Spider-Verse movies are incredible. So Yeah, agreed. I mean, I would also like to play like Bane. Um, I'd like to play. Another um, town party. You'd be a good man. Yeah, you're just leaving <laughs> you. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to be a member of the Lantern Corps. I don't know if I'd want to be Hal, but I think I'd make a cool Lantern. Um, yeah. Um, and then I'd also like to play a dude that falls in love and gets the girl and that type of stuff. It's a role that I write for myself and uh, that when I make my own stuff. Like when I'm allowed to be me, which is like I'm a large dude, but I'm also very, very sensitive and I love with all of my heart and I like to hug. I don't like to fight. Um, and uh, I just want to be cast in like a mainstream thing where I get to show Solomon Grundy would be fucking cool too. Yeah. He, Sorry, he definitely I, I, likes I to fight more than hug, but yeah. But <laughs> I mean, I don't mind playing those people. Like they're sure. a lot of fun. It's just like, bigger guys and i've talked about this before large folks are more than just what we're presented to be all the time mm-hmm. you know like we're presented as like hulking idiots you know or rapists or people that punch you or bank robbers or pieces of shit 
and uh, that's largely not the case. Um, larger people are usually protectors and uh, loving. It's just the way it is. That's just the way it is, okay, the internet? Yeah. I hope that the transformation of Ben Grimm gets you at least a cameo in the new Fantastic Four movie. I think that'd be incredible. At least get your foot in that door. I, I, I'm very proud of it. It's very good, and I never really say that about shit that I do because I'm always like, ah, I can be better, you know. Like, and of course there are things that could be better in this, but like we, how it was made was one of the most incredible things that I've ever done. Like, I was just gonna pay for it all myself and just have it made, right? And then a couple of folks came to me via the internet when I started to like post about it and talk about it, to like build build hype on it, and they were like, "Will you?" crowdfund and start like a membership program and do all this stuff so that we can give you money and we can get involved and you can give us merch and shit like that. And I was like, people want that? Like, like I'm raised, like you, you want to pay for me to make my audition for <laughs> the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe? And like, they were like, yes, please like start it up. And then they, all these fans and folks, they paid for it and they're all getting merch and stuff. And it's really cool. Um, so it really is like a fan funded film and the 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 people that we brought on board are some of the best in the industry like jamal solomon worked from worked for marvel before he shot m m uh m the m power uh which was the docuseries on disney plus about marvel's women which i think they just pulled for their money bull crap but yeah um it was incredibly good it looked amazing and also he's been he's one of my best friends and has been for many 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 years uh and he actually brought me the idea um i like like he was like why don't we make this thing as your audition and i was like i don't know man like that seems kind of like like i don't want to make a fan film you know i don't want to do that and then he was like we're not going to make a fan film we're going to make a mini marvel movie with an after credit scene and we're going to make it feel like pe pe people are going to watch it and they're going to be like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> like nobody has ever made anything like this before. That's like a fan film that like isn't like 20 seconds long and like only CGI with no work. And I was like, all right, man, let's let's do it. Thank you for believing in me and let's go. And then we did. We just started going and now we have it. And it's really great. No, absolutely. It's like, well, I feel like the quality of fan films has absolutely in the past few years like gotten so much momentum going forward that like your your four minute like film there it's like absolutely could gel really well into a specific version of a fantastic four feature like right. absolutely like it, it could gel extremely well into that kind of universe or that kind of like specific cinematic eye for it and yeah it's like if anything it just gives people in the industry like places to really kind of develop their craft far more. It's like, yeah, well, what I like cool. about it so much is you showed the serious side and then at the end you did the post credit scene with the comedy. So it's something that could easily fit into like an MCU style story structure, the way you did it. And also, you know, it could be its own thing, especially going off the serious tone in the first half. So sure. I think you did a fabulous job. And I mean, Tim says it right here. You know, we've all watched a lot of short films over the year. We get sent, so many actors from short films and the quality of yours is on another level. Oh, thank you. Yep. Thank you. It is really great. 
Also, I have Karate Tortoise up on a different screen, and uh, <laughs> I don't have the audio on, but holy cow. That's <laughs> awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. You can show it if you want to. Like, if you I, want to show, like, the first a, team. I don't it, mind. I just, it's, it's ridiculous. It's a thing. It yeah. sure is a thing. Um, and also, my voice. So, talk about voices. Um, <laughs> if you hear my voice in this, it's a high-pitched New York accent. I do not, you don't even, you won't even know it's me. Unless I told told you that it's me, yeah. But uh, all right, you you invited it, so let's right, do it. <laughs> I got to see this. You had me at Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> so, so this this is a supercut of all of my scenes from the pilot. Okay. All right, here we go. You don't have to show the whole thing if you don't want to, but I but I have a feeling that you're going to. So I'll do, I have a feeling he's going to too. I'll do whatever you are okay with us doing. I yeah, just the intro alone was like, all right. I love <laughs> it already. Oh no, God! I don't see no red button. Behind you. Oh. Oh God, no! I wouldn't recognize you at all. Yeah. If uh, Netta fails yeah. under the alarm of you stupid uh, sea cat. <laughs> alarm. Tada! <laughs> the tortoise! <laughs> the tortoise! Give me my cheese first. I don't, I don't got no cheese. Cheese, all right, quit. This show is ahead of its time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. He's calling I'm gonna get some savory tortoise pie. Tortoise pie. <laughs> it's on the new menu. <laughs> I love this. This is amazing. <laughs> That's the mascot. And save the big city. Yeah. So. This Once is Patty Bonatti. He's the main bad guy, and I'm his hench. Mm -hmm. um, and he's constantly trying to kill and eat the karate tortoise. Uh, this hair is an alcoholic. Um, and the lady uh, is the actual hero of the show. She fixes everything, which is the whole joke of the show. This is amazing. The, yeah. Again, prosthetics are just like incredible was that hard how long did it take you to get into the manatee suit the manatee took six hours Ooh. ben took three and a half <laughs> gotcha. this feel i like i could definitely see this working on like uh an adult swim yeah, type yeah. Of format yeah oh, absolutely <laughs> well i know fatty picked the short one but I say that use is a couple of pretty damsels yeah, too. I don't recognize your voice at all, man. Fiddle dee don't make them blush. But I have to say, I do prefer your friends. <laughs> wow. Was that a fucking break? <laughs> Some amazing sound effect here. She, she was only supposed to be five minutes. Oh. Fatty only lasts about eight minutes. Your friend will be out in no time. So what's your name, Toots? Pearl. Her name's Pearl. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> oh, 
you. Thank God. I thought you'd never leave. Damn. No, me too. <laughs> I gotta ask, um, what was it like working with Gilbert? Uh, he was incredible. Uh, um, I, I have to say, uh, he was, so he, oh God, man, like, I'm so happy that I got to work with a person like Gil. Um, uh, he was extremely kind and giving, and we spoke a lot when we weren't shooting. Uh, he gave me some great advice and made fun of me because he couldn't see my actual face, so he didn't know who he was talking to. And he left set before I got out of um, makeup, so he actually never met me. He met Marvin with my voice. Uh, but uh, he's very soft-spoken, like extremely quiet, and was because uh, he passed. But he was extremely quiet and introspective and the total opposite of how he was on stage. Um, you know, like when he got to set, he just kind of like sat down and was like reading a book and just getting ready. And um, I like came came in and got a couple of pictures with him and told him that I've been a lifelong fan of his and of his work and what an honor it is to be here. And he and, and he cracked this joke where he was like, well, I don't even know who you are, but I'm sure it is an honor for you to meet me or something like that. It was, it was really funny. Um, but uh yeah, it was, it was, he was, he was only there for one day uh, because he was there. We shot all of his scenes and then he got murdered with a loaf of bread. Like he was the, he was the cameo that was supposed to get the show picked up. Um, but it never happened, but it's fine. Now, this is the first time it's like been seen on like a show thing ever. That's awesome. Wow. Well, thank you for this experience because that was awesome. And I, oh. I, I'm a, Big Gilbert fan. I've been a big Gilbert fan. Anytime he was on Hollywood Squares or the Stern Show, or he'd pop into my children's television shows that I would watch as a kid. Yeah, Parrot or whatever. Like in the roast, you know, he was always the headliner at the roast. And right. I just the dude made me laugh so hard, and that's awesome that you got the experience working with him. Um, I had one final question for you, since you know you you're obviously you know you've been involved in these projects. You mentioned the Amazon Tick. Uh, series earlier and having a role in there and you've been working with a lot of like this these tremendous talents and so forth like but you're also on the production side of things creating things on your own like what would be who would you want to like cast in sort of like a project that you were headlining for yourself like who would be like a dream like you said guest star or a dream kind of headliner for a project for you oh god so there's like the lot of, there's like a lot of the obvious answers like you know like Patrick Stewart um um uh, uh god why can I only think of Patrick Stewart right now um I understandable yeah <laughs> um there's like I'd like to work with uh Melissa Navia again um she's on strange new worlds she's the pilot of the enterprise um, I've, she's, she wants to be in my new film. We just got to get funding. Um, and then, uh, Adrian Martinez, you probably know, know him as the cheesehead guy in the commercials with Aaron Rodgers, but he's been in literally everything. He was just in Renfeld. Um, I'd love him to be in this new movie that I showed you the concept art for. Um, I briefly spoke spoke to him about it at an event that we were both at. I like showed him all the concept art, and I was like, "You want me? To, what do you think?" Um, <laughs> and he seemed 
pretty into it, but you you never know. Um, I'd I'd like to work with Daniel Radcliffe, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I love the actor that he's turned into. I had the opportunity to meet him for like five seconds at a charity event in the city. Um, and uh, he's just a really cool, down to earth, like normal guy. He does have like a giant bodyguard that will punch you in the face if you're there for too long, but that's expected with his. He's Harry Potter, right? So, yeah, did um, you call him Hagrid? No, <laughs> Hagrid, yeah, yeah. Right. you're a wizard. Yeah. I gotta say, uh, Daniel Radcliffe and Robert Pattinson's post, you know, what they're known for careers have been very, very fun, yeah. Dude, I love the new. I love the new Batman. Yeah, me too. Love, love, love. Um, I know people were like, "It's emo Batman." I'm like, "It's not emo Batman. It's year one. It's year yeah. one." Like, he doesn't know what he's doing. It's the best. Anyway, like I, I thought he was a great choice from the beginning. When like, when when I was like, "Ooh, sparkly vampire is gonna play Batman," I'm like, "Yes." He doesn't know what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And plus, I mean, I, I've somebody who's seen some of his post uh, Twilight work, and I'm like, this guy can act. Like he's gonna oh, yeah. be a great choice. Well, like him, him. Who was the, the Defoe? Yeah, 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 that, yeah. Lighthouse, right? Yeah. Lighthouse, yeah. Oh man, Willem Defoe is hands yeah. down the number one actor that I want to work with. There we go. Good call. <laughs> hands Good call. down. So, like, I was trying to think of people that, like, I don't want to. I'm just gonna fuck it. Like, Willem Defoe yep. is my favorite actor of all time. Internet. I love Willem Dafoe. Um, I love his work. I love his acting vocabulary. I love how he approaches work and roles. Um, God, who was telling the story? It, it was Robert Pattinson was telling the story of uh, when they were doing pre-production on The Lighthouse and like how they would do like script reads and Pattinson's used to like re 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 reading through a script once and then being like, all right, we're not going to touch it again until we're on set. And then he was like, Willem Dafoe, would, we would do a read of it. And then he would just say, again. And then they would read it again. <laughs> and and like he was like, we would do that every day, like five or six, seven times. And like he, he was so passionate about playing the, his, he's so passionate about playing his characters that he puts the work in. Like I'm all about putting the work into a role because um, that's, that's how I was brought up. That's 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 how I was trained. Is like you respect your characters. You put the work into them to to, to become them, um, and that's one of the ways that you do it is by really like ingesting your script. And that's what he was up to, uh, and I love that. Uh, Joshua, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been a fun episode, everybody. I am so happy that this all worked out the way it did. All right. Uh, John's crazy news stories to ending like this it's been fantastic. So thank you guys all for tuning in very much. Check out Mike at youtube.com forward slash Mike McGTV. Uh, Josh, where can everybody find you online? Uh, you can find me at uh, Josh underscore Schubart on every single social media or have a web website, joshuashubart.com, which nice. will also bring you to all my social media. Nice. Awesome. All right, everybody. We'll see you guys again very, very soon. Have a great night. Watch, watch the movie. Watch.